What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we are doing our next mailbag episode. What number is this? Is this five? Four? I think this is either four. I think it might be four. I'm going to our list right now to see. This is number five. Oh, it is. Okay. This is our fifth mailbag. Very important for Pam that we got that right. It is. Yes. And um, for, for those who are unfamiliar with what a mailbag episode is, it's when people who are listening to our podcast submit questions for us to answer, and hopefully we will have an answer for you. Um, we also kind of keep a running list because we don't always get to every single question um, for each episode. So we have a, a list of questions that people have asked us for previous episodes that we didn't get to. So if you happen to ask us one and we didn't get to it, don't fret. We might eventually. Could be six months from now, but you know, it'll one day be answered. So Yeah, we got a long list going of questions that have been submitted over the last year or so. So we're we're trying to hammer our way through them. Some of them are are easier than others to answer. So and some of them we you could actually find the answers by going back and listening to some of our podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we we love getting your questions. And it, it's funny because Pam, I was reading through the list of questions for this week. And I, I, I fear that we are becoming sort of the easy outlet for answers for a lot of things in the world of, of Kelly. Uh, cause I, I know somebody had asked us, what's the deal with why are the, the deluxe, uh, when Christmas comes around kits coming, yeah. like, why are they taking so long? It's like, we, I'm like, we don't have a direct contact at, at, at <laughs> yeah. um, Atlantic records to see why they're merch no. department. But I mean, the answer to that is. Honestly, there is a widespread merch and manufacturing and shipping delay within the whole country and honest within the, like all the US and really with kind of worldwide. It's it's not yeah. just Kelly. Kelly's not unique in this. Like merchandise is getting very delayed. Now that the holidays are coming up, expect major delays with shipping even just with your own personal stuff. So so get a head start on your holiday shopping, I guess. So there you go, Gerald. That's the answer to your question. Why yeah. did the box set of when Christmas comes around takes so long to ship? You can blame probably the tumbler mug. Yes. Uh, that was likely uh, made overseas and probably sat on a shipping container for weeks and weeks. And they decided to put it on sale and they thought, well, it'll just get here when it gets here. It'll get here before Christmas. And they're probably right because um, I got my um, my email that it's finally getting shipped out. Yeah. So I can make my my mold wine before Christmas. Maybe I can make my mold <laughs> wine in time for Thanksgiving. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even drink mold wine, but maybe I'll try it. This is not going to tempt me to drink mold wine at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, should we begin with our first question? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, I can pick the first one. So sure. um, this one comes from Juliet. This one, I like this question a lot. Since both of you have been to a bunch of Kelly shows, what are some things you wish you knew before your first show and would want to tell someone who's never been but will go in the future? Um, I'm going to answer for someone like in 2021, not for someone like – I know, Jeremy, you first saw her, what, like 2003? Uh, 2000. 2004. Okay, yeah, cuz so I didn't answer, go to the I didn't go to the mini tour or the idol tour. Okay, so my answer like is not relevant for like someone in 2004, but it'll be relevant for someone this year. Um something that I would recommend, I don't know if it's like I wish I knew, but something I would like recommend to people who are Kelly fans, I, I have a few things. The first one is this is just me being like annoying about this, but like Look up the like look up her performances ahead of time on YouTube because I like to sing along obviously and whenever I see an artist who like kind of changes it up and I like don't sing along properly it annoys me and it's all on me it's not their fault. So like we know that Kelly will like switch up like the arrangement on a song or she'll switch up her vocals and like I I like to sing along. I think like a lot of us do. For example, for a while, you know, or I guess she still does. For since you've been gone, she'll be like louder or like jump and like I yeah. I, I like saying that in concert and so <laughs> things like that like it's silly but I mean and I'm and I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast 
you have watched a lot of her live performances, so I feel like that's not a difficult homework assignment. Um, and I think my other suggestion is if you see merch that you really like, get it at the show, um, even if you have to wait online afterwards or beforehand. Um, because something I've noticed that Kelly Kelly's team does not do is they often do not put up the tour merchandise. Any le- like leftover merch, they don't put up on her website afterwards. Yeah, I think the only thing that they may have done for the last tour was like the the wine glasses, um, but like there were no meaning of life tour T shirts that went up on sale, which is rare because a lot of artists do that. If they have leftovers, they'll put it up mm-hmm. and just discount it. Or forever for anyone who wasn't able to go to a show, they can still buy it online. Kelly's team doesn't do that, so buy the T shirt if you really want it. Yeah, if you see something you like, grab it because you may not have another chance. Yeah, so that's my advice. I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but that's what I can get for today. Um, you know, I, I've seen several different like schools of thought when it comes to going to Kelly's shows. So it really is going to come down to a personal preference. If you're going to your very first show, because Juliet says in her question, um, you know, something you would tell somebody who's never been but is going to go in the future. I would say in that case. If you're a kind of person who doesn't mind having things spoiled for you, absolutely go on, like Pam said, and watch some tour video, especially if it's for the tour that you're going to. Um, but otherwise, I would say my personal preference is to stay away from any media from the current tour because yeah. I do like to be surprised. I like to be um, – I don't like to know. It's like, okay, here comes, you know, here comes Breakaway. Um but I, I I sort of like that spontaneity of the show and not knowing what's coming up and you know anymore it's it's harder and harder to do that because you've you've got websites that you know publish the set list literally as the show is happening and you've got fans putting media out on social and YouTube and everything so it's it's harder and harder you have to intentionally keep away from any sort of tour media, especially with an artist like Kelly, who her shows are more or less the same night after night. You know, we've, we've gotten used to over the the past decade or so with her having a fan request. So there's at least one new element every night, but for the most part, the set list is the same because they designed the show around the set list and they, you know, there's just logistical things. Now, if you're going to go see a, a band like Dave Matthews band who changes up the set list every single night, you, this is less of a worry. You don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I already know what the first song is going to be, that sort of thing. Um, I would also say I agree with Pam about the merch. Get your merch like ahead of time. Get everything you're going to need and just do what you can to to watch the show front to back. Try not to leave your seat. Don't, you know, if you can avoid taking a bathroom break, do it. Her shows are generally 90 minutes, uh, sometimes or less. So um, you you shouldn't have to worry too much about that kind of thing. But just really take it all in, especially if it's only going to be one show that you see on a tour. I know a lot of people like to go to multiple shows and you you hear us talking to people who go to multiple shows in a tour. And, you know, by about the third or fourth show, you find yourself talking to people during the show because you know what's coming. Um, I would just say, take it all in, you know, watch the show as a whole experience front to back, because it really is. Um, it can be a very magical experience the first time you see her live because you, you're just not prepared for Kelly to perform her material live. It's one thing to hear it on a record, but then to turn around and see it performed live is a completely different experience. Um, so I would say that, you know, take it all in and just really sit in it and envelop yourself in, in the experience. This is the part here where I will probably, you know, get eyes rolled at me. And I was even considering not even bringing this up, but I know that there are pretty rabid fans out there. And so if you are a fan who has the ability to do this, I would say do this. But otherwise, I'm not saying this is the only way you can enjoy one of our shows. I have always found that my enjoyment of a concert is directly proportional to how close I am to the stage. The further back I am in an arena, the more easily I can be taken out of the show 
because there's things going on around me. There's people talking. It's not as loud. Um, I'm not saying because some people are balling on a budget and you can only afford the nosebleed seats. That's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, I have found that I stay more focused on the show the closer I am. So if you are able to do so, try to purchase tickets as close to the stage as you can. Um, I'm not saying like first five rows. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, try to get as close as possible. If you're halfway, you know, up the arena and on the side, that's fine. Um, I just know that I have like, you know, squirrel and, yeah. you know, anything can take me out of the moment because, you know, someone dumps a drink or whatever. Um, so I always try to sit as close as possible. I'm my days of like general admission, I think are done. Uh, I just can't anymore. <laughs> My my knees hurt. I'm an old guy. My knees hurt and I get tired. And so I like to have a seat to sit in if if I want. Uh, but nonetheless, I still like to try to sit as close as possible just so that like the show envelops me and I'm I'm not taken out of the show at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, that's, that's, no, I think I th- that's about it. It's true because like I've seen Kelly in all types of like size venues. I've seen her in very small clubs with 100 people and I've seen her in arenas. But I've seen her all different locations within a venue as well. Um, my very first show was in a th- like a, a big theater, um, probably a couple thousand. But uh, I was in one of the last rows, and mm-hmm. you know I've also seen her in arena front row. I've seen her in arena behind the stage. I'll more on that later. Um, <laughs> not it, it sounds glamorous. It was really not. It wasn't like oh my it's god really backstage. Not. It was like behind the stage. No, I'll explain later. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I I do agree to an extent of what what Jeremy said about it. it um, the closer you are, the more into it you do feel. But at the same time, it also just d- it depends on the venue, um, the venue type, and you know it also depends on like I don't know. Some people maybe are better than you and I and aren't as like squirrel and can just ignore everything around <laughs> them. And I applaud you if that is you. Um, but. Just pay attention to the show, no matter where you are, um, and you're gonna have fun. And hopefully, there yeah. there will be a Kelly show in your future. And here's hoping. I hope you get a seat, no matter where it is, and I hope it doesn't sell out before you get a ticket. And I hope you have fun. And let us know how it goes, Juliet. Yeah, absolutely. So, yay! All right, I'm gonna take this next question from Yoel. It says, "Will we get a new album this year?" So I'm pretty sure this question was actually submitted like for a previous episode, and that was before we even knew anything about the Christmas album. Um, so now we can probably answer this post-Christmas album. Yes. Uh, so yeah, obviously, you know, even after we found out about the or especially when we found out about the Christmas album, but then especially after our conversation with Abe in last week. Um, I can say with some pretty solid certainty that there is not going to be a new album of material this year. Um, they're going to be spending the holidays promoting the Christmas album. Um, you know, we, we've got the Christmas special coming up, which we haven't even touched on yet. You know, we now have a, uh, an NBC Christmas special coming up on December 1st. Uh, she's going to be a part of the iHeartRadio Christmas special, which is, uh, here in a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be, pressing this Christmas album for the whole holiday season. So I would say look for, you know, maybe, maybe first quarter 2022 or probably closer to second quarter 2022 for uh, a new album of original material from Kelly. And also, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll see albums released at certain points in the year as sort of Grammy bait. Um, now the Grammy, like the voting period for Grammys or for nominations, I should say, started at the beginning of September of 2020. And then it goes until 2021, September 30th of 2021. Uh, and this will sort of cover a, a second question that we got from, it looks like it's from Kurt. It says, uh, do you guys think that when Christmas comes around could be eligible or nominated for a Grammy? He says, I remember Wrapped in Red not being eligible because of the amount of covers outnumbered the originals because the covers uh, on this aren't full versions. Maybe that's the loophole. Um, no, I, it is very rare that a Christmas album is nominated for any kind of a Grammy. I mean, it would have to be like a huge, huge album for it to be nominated for a Grammy. So I would not hold your breath whatsoever 
for uh, the Christmas album to be nominated for anything. Um, but either way, uh, yeah, no new album this year. They're going to be focusing on the Christmas album, but, you know, sort of reading between the lines of what we got from Aben, they've sort of, they've, they've started, they clearly had started work on a new album and then Kelly or, you know, somebody behind the scenes decided, Hey, let's do a Christmas album. They put the regular album on hold. They focused everything on the Christmas album. And now probably once the holidays are over, they're probably going to pick back up and get the the regular album put out and, and finished up. So I would say early to mid next year is when we're probably going to be expecting an album of new material, Yoel. Yeah, I don't know. I personally don't think we're going to get anything before like April. I mean, I have no mm-hmm. idea, but I think April will be the absolute earliest. But I And I think that's even pushing it. Um, I don't know for certain, though. I do know that, um, as we said before, there is a big delay with, like, manufacturing. So, like, as mm-hmm. far as any product goes for merch, for a new album, that also that would have to be ordered now. And I don't know if that's really on their minds right now. And just releasing an album takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And typically, they want to do it around a tour. Obviously, not the Christmas album. Um, I know mm-hmm. with Meaning of Life, they didn't do it. They didn't plan a tour around it they were probably expecting to but then the voice happened and that kind of took priority i guess because we got a tour like a year and a half later but i don't know i'm not holding my breath for anything before like spring summer 2022 um yeah might not be the answer people want and i could totally be wrong i hope i'm wrong but that's what my gut's telling me well, and especially considering that she's not going to be doing a, an ep- or a season rather of the voice in the spring, uh, you know, this does open her up a bit, especially when the talk show goes on hiatus for the summer. You know, this would open it up for tour in the summer. Um, so that would make sense if, you know, if you were to put an album out in April, May, that would kind of the timing works out in case she wanted to do kind of a small tour. I think that, you know, the way that things are going now with, uh, you know, kids are being able to be vaccinated now and the vaccination rate continues to way too slowly climb up. Um, I think you're seeing, you know, more and more bands going back out on tour and more bands are, I mean, and Pam, you can probably speak better to this since, you know, you have artists that you work with who are planning for 2022 right now, you know, more and more artists are starting to look ahead to 2022 to plan touring. Uh, some may even be, you know, so far down the road as to be doing routing right now. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. So, um, so I, I think that, you know, this is all being obviously intentionally thought out. I think that, um, you know, the plans are in place, but they're obviously not going to tell us anything until everything is set in stone. Uh, but just, Based on the the little hints that we've gotten from the people we've talked to, it does sound like, you know, the record is underway. They've I would even imagine they've probably got a, a a chunk of it finished, but there's still more to do and they're gonna need a few more months to to work on it. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be next year. Um I mean the Christmas album was a surprise to everyone. It was a nice surprise. Yes. Um it yes. still hasn't really set in yet again. I'm that person that listens when it's, but now, you know what? It's starting to now get, get cold out. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can get on board with this now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm still like, <laughs> Kelly released a new album. Oh yeah. Just because it was just Halloween. Um, well, and I, I did the same thing when, when the Christmas album came out, I listened through it several times, but I've now gone probably two weeks without listening to really anything from it. Yeah. So I think I'm waiting until, you know, the holidays get a little bit closer and then it's going to be like, boom, back on. And now, um, you know, right around now, you've got Christmas radio stations starting to flip. Um, I know that my uh, my holiday music station flips uh, the, the Friday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So um, so you're going to have like plenty of Christmas music stations that are going to start popping up in the next couple of weeks that will have options for uh, Kelly's new record to be played on the air. And I'm very interested to see uh, what, you know, Atlantic sort of does to see if they can get any of the songs from the new album uh, put up on the air. Yes. If you hear anything, you hear it on the radio yourself. Let us know. I'm curious. And if I hear anything being in the radio industry, I will put it right out on our social media and I'll let you guys know. Okay. Call and request that like crazy. It's like the one thing that we haven't really become is a news source for all things Kelly. Ugh, I feel like, you I know, know, we 
we're 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 not like constantly watching Kelly News, so we don't hear everything. But uh, I want to give a big shout out. Uh, this is completely off topic, but I want to give a shout out to a Twitter account that that Pam and I both started following most recently. If you're not following the Kelly Stats Twitter account, they do a solid job. They've got really great information. Whoever's designing the stuff for them is dynamite. Uh, it's a it's a solid follow, and yeah. I believe it's at is it at Kelly Stats? Is that what it is? There might be a couple S's. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I feel like there might. Be. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this up to make sure that uh, yeah, it's at Kelly Stats. Uh, follow that account. Uh, it is a, a complete fan account. They they've been around for about a year now, but they have really really good information. This we have no partnership no. with them or anything. I just think that they're a really solid follow. Um, because they were the ones that I first saw that Kelly was going to be performing on iHeart's uh, radio special. Can I tell you, I I saw it on Instagram this morning. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm like, wait, what? Did I miss? Yeah. So thank you for Kelly Stats and other fan yes. accounts for keeping all of us updated. Also, a big shout out to our friend Bix, who we are still not 100% convinced is not, in fact, <laughs> Kelly's mom herself. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pam, let's get on to another question. Uh, okay, I'll pick the next one. Um, Bix, Bix is going to love that. <laughs> oh, man. Jeremy, before I get too ahead of myself, did you look at the number 24 question? Yes. Okay, because I want to I want to answer that one. So if you have your okay. answers ready. Yes. Okay. So this one comes from Anne. I think this is a fantastic question. What are the top five venues to see Kelly sing? Okay, I'm going to be honest. Most of the venues I've seen her at are, you know, like arenas and they're like nothing special. I'm going to be completely honest there. I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of venues I have seen her at that um, were fantastic and some that I want to see her perform at. So um, first on my list is Radio City Music Hall. It's incredible. If you've never been there, um, if you have the opportunity to one day go to New York City at some point in your life, Try to go to a show there. It doesn't really matter what. Try to go to some show there. It's the most beautiful venue in the world that I've seen personally. I'm sure there's probably better ones, but I think it's stunning. Um, the vo- the acoustics in there are gorgeous. Um, I saw Kelly there twice. I saw her on the Stronger Tour with Matt Nathanson, and then I saw her on the Piece by Piece Tour. And um, it's just beautiful. Um, if you've never seen the inside of it, I recommend going on Google and typing in Radio City Music Hall and you're going to be blown away. It's gorgeous. Um, and I could see her doing like a Miracle on Broadway New York edition there, even though it's technically not part like a quote unquote, it's not a Broadway theater, but whatever. They've had the Tonys there. It counts. Um so that's one. My favorite outdoor venue ever that I've seen her played at is uh, Jones Beach. They constantly are changing up the name of whoever is the sponsor at the venue, but I'm just going to call it Jones Beach Amphitheater. It's in Long Island, uh, New York, and I've seen her there. The Frey Tour, Maroon 5 Tour, and then um, she did like a radio concert there a couple years ago for um, this station here. Um, she's performed there other times, but I didn't go to those tours, but... Um, it's another venue. Definitely Google it because it's like on the water. It's an outdoor venue and it's just really cool. So yeah. And Jones Beach, it's just, it's a really, it's really cool no matter what, what seat you're at in the whole venue, whether you're in the last row or you're in the front row, which I've basically been in both. It's incredible views and the sound's really good. And I highly recommend everyone check out a show there. Um, I guess another show I want to see her, I, I, sorry, a, a different venue I want to see her, her headline is Madison Square Garden. Um, mm-hmm. I saw her perform there once. This is going back to earlier in the episode when I mentioned that I've seen Kelly perform while sitting behind the stage. Um, yeah, this wasn't <laughs> like, oh my god, I got to go backstage. No, this was um, Jingle Ball, one of those radio concerts that iHeartRadio puts on. Um, Jingle Ball, Z100 in New York put on their show. This was about 10 years ago during the Stronger Era. And... Kelly was on the, the the lineup. I was in college. I had no money, but I had to see Kelly. So I bought a ticket and it was the cheapest ticket you can get. And they sat you behind the stage in those seats. And you, I watched her on a screen and I paid for that. And I smack myself for this every day. Not really, but <laughs> it was so dumb. But 
Um, she sang five songs. And I'm like, really? I spent all this money that I didn't have to see her behind the stage. But whatever. I'm, I'm over it. My point is, I want to see her actually headline the garden. Um, it's not the most amazing venue. I know it's like the most famous arena. It's really nothing special. It's just an arena. Um, yeah. But to get the cred to be like, yeah, I headlined the garden. That would be really cool. Um, you said five venues. I don't know if I have five, but yeah, five um, is gonna be hard to come up with. I would have to probably. I mean, for me, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna have some that I want to see her. Yeah, in. I'm just gonna continue with that. So I have seen her in a few small like clubs, like. I think the, the famous ones that Kelly's performed at are the Borderline in London and the Troubadour in LA. I was at neither of those. But um, I've seen her perform in New York City at a couple of smaller venues. And I just think if anyone ever has the opportunity to see her in a very small audience, that's a bucket list thing. Um, and that's really it for venues I have seen her at. Um, mm-hmm. The two that I, I really want to see her at. Um, I've never been to LA, but the Hollywood Bowl looks really cool. Um, yeah. I would love to see her perform there. And then my dream, dream, I don't care when this is, I will hop on a plane. If she ever performs at Red Rocks in Colorado, yep. sign me up. I'm there. Yeah, she actually played Red Rocks. No, she did. Um, on the str- she did. She <gasps> played Red Rocks on the Stronger Tour. What? Uh, I yes. must have not known what it was back then. Um, yeah. Guys, Google Red Rocks Amphitheater or whatever it's called. It is the coolest looking thing on the planet. It's it, Red Rocks is one of the most incredible venues Have you been for there? those that don't know. Yeah, I've been there. I've got a picture of me on the stage of it. Um, but yeah, there's uh, I mean, it's a it's a amphitheater inside of basically limestone. I mean, it's I think it's limestone. I could be I could be wrong. I'm not a geologist. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all surrounded by rock and it's got incredible acoustics. It's, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's up on a mountain. Uh, when the sun is still up, you can look out over the stage and, you know, off in the distance, there's a beautiful view of the city of Denver because uh, it's it's up in a mountain. I mean, there's there's Red Rock Park that you're you're in when you go there. And yeah, she played there on the Stronger Tour. And I remember thinking to myself, I would love to see her play here. Jeremy, um, if she per- if she performs there again, you and I, we're we're going. I'm, I don't know when and where it's gonna or whatever. We're going. We we would have to eschew me coming like out to New York to see you and to, and to see her there. Like you and I, I might just have to meet in Denver. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm down. I'm okay. Down. Yeah, that is. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a bucket list for me is to see her at Red Rocks, uh, just because of the the nature of the venue, and and I agree with Hollywood Bowl as well, again, just for the nature of the venue, but also because it's an outdoor venue, and and both of these venues are outdoor venues. There's something about seeing her in an outdoor venue that's there's just something a little bit extra special about it. For the most part, I have only seen her in either. Um, well, I guess I've seen her in three different really kinds of venues. I've seen outdoor venues. I've seen uh, like like amphitheaters slash uh, temporary outdoor venues. I've also seen her in arenas. And uh, my pick for one of my favorite places that I saw her was actually in a theater. And that was the Chicago Theater uh, in downtown Chicago. It's just a beautiful old theater that, you know, I th- it was the My December Tour. I think it held like you know, three or 4,000 people. I could be wrong. I don't know what the exact uh, capacity is, but I loved seeing her, seeing her in that small venue, you know, and, and I had really great seats for that night. So we were right there and we were just in on the show. Uh, so that's a really great one. I also, I, I know a lot of people don't love uh, what was formerly uh, just known as Tinley Park. Uh, it's now called the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater um, outside of Chicago. Uh, I know some people don't care for this venue. I saw the, uh, what was it? The addicted tour. Yeah. I think it was the addicted tour at this particular venue. It's just a big outdoor uh, covered venue with a big lawn. And I just, I love outdoor venues. There's something about like just the, the atmosphere of it. If there's a dream, another dream venue, I would love to see her at. It would be Alpine Valley. Uh, that one is uh, another big one for a lot of like big uh, touring acts like Fish, Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett, Dave Matthews, like those sort of like 
hippie jam bands like and I mean and Kenny Chesney plays there. I mean a lot of people play Tinley or uh, play Alpine Valley. It's just one of my favorite venues. I love the venue itself. Uh, so I would love to see her play at Alpine Valley. And that one is uh, in between. It's in Wisconsin. It's in East Troy, Wisconsin, but it's kind of between Milwaukee and Chicago. Kind of a theme going for me here, just because I've seen primarily Midwest shows, and and honestly, you know, yeah, it'd be great to see her at Madison Square Garden, but for me, an arena is an arena is an arena. I was you know, say, it's, the Garden, like I've been to concerts there, it is really not anything special. It's really not. Yeah. I actually don't love going to see shows there. It's just like quoted as the world's most famous arena, so it's just the cred, yeah. but it's really nothing spectacular. Yeah, there's really nothing special about most arenas. I mean, I've seen her in smaller arenas. I've seen her in, you know, giant arenas. And there's just, I mean, I will say, you know, for a a larger arena, there's something, there's a bit lost on like the intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I loved so much about the Chicago theater show because it was so intimate. I mean, it was the most intimate show I've ever been to. And it was just a few thousand people. And I, I would take that over any arena show any day just because you feel like you're more part of the show. And, you know, going back to kind of what I said uh, when you're going to kind of your first Kelly show and what to do is that, you know, if you can see her in an intimate venue, go for it because you're not going to get that feeling of being taken out of the show by, you know, being up in the nosebleeds or whatever. I think if I were also, you know, selfishly to throw one more in here, I would actually love to see her perform in my hometown (laughs) because I I live in Des Moines and and Kelly has only played here one time, although and this is random story. She and I got into an argument at a meet and greet over this (laughs) (laughs) because she played the Iowa State Fair, which is a a big outdoor. um, Oh, God, it was an awful venue back then. They've, They've fixed it now so that it's not as bad. But back then it was a really, really bad outdoor venue. I mean, it was a state fair, so I mean, yeah. you're only going to get – the quality is going to be so good. But she, I had a meet and greet for that show. This was the All I Ever Wanted tour. And I'm backstage and I'm talking with her and I said, you know, it's really great to finally have you here in Des Moines. And she goes, we've played here before. And I said, no, no, this is actually your, your first time in Des Moines. I think she played Iowa when she did the mini tour. I think she did like Davenport, which is like on the border between Iowa and Illinois. But she like – pushed back she's like no we've been here before and i'm like what what i should have just done is okay (laughs) no what did i do no you haven't (laughs) like i start getting into an argument about it and i think she just dropped it but i was just like and in my head i'm like what are you doing you're arguing with kelly clarkson stop Because I know that if she would have been one, like if one more time she would have come back and been like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've been here. I'm like, no, you have it. I'm a big fan. It's the first time I've seen you in my home turf. That's amazing. Uh, I love that you fought with her. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you about the time I got into an argument with Kelly Clarkson. Um, So yeah, I would just love her. Cause I mean, we have a, we have an arena, you know, here that she could play and we've got a, you know, a smaller theater that she could play. She has Um, your your radio station. She can do a session at. Absolutely, I will gladly drive her and the crew around. I've I've driven plenty of artists around town to take them to different places. I will happily do it for her. Um, but yeah, I w- I would just love a freaking out uh, like a hometown show for me because you know Iowa is sort of a flyover state when it comes to concerts. I mean, we get our fair share of, of great shows, but um, you know when it comes to Kelly, it's been like one and done. That's and crazy. I'm promising you, Kelly, you've been here one time <laughs> i would know that's wild i can't fathom that i can't can you imagine it. getting into an argument with her at a meeting <laughs> kelly you're wrong they're i know always, more about you than you do <laughs> they're always so cordial and yet no i decided to fight back like, like brian's probably looking at me like keep it up buddy and you're done <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be on our blacklist and no longer getting angry yeah <laughs> that's amazing Anyway, I hope that answered your question. God, I hope so. (laughs) All right. This one says, pick your three dream Kelly classics outside of maybe, obviously. Uh, This is from our friend Moni. Thanks, Moni. I know that was a uh, (laughs) jab at me. I know. (laughs) Absolutely. It was. Oh, God. This is hard. Do you want me to start? Because I did did prep mine. Oh, sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. 
I mean, this was extremely difficult because, like, I want every song. Like, I want every non-single. So it's like, how on earth do you narrow this down? So I chose some songs that I feel like might be sort of relevant to her right now, unfortunately. Okay. Um, the first one I did was Cry, just because lyrically it can work. Um, and it's a banger. Um, the second one I chose is another one that Pam's obsessed with, which was Hear Me. Again, not a like a happy song, but uh, she's been on a track record lately of not the most inspiring karaoke uh, classics. Although, I mean, we're recording this before it airs, but she apparently is doing, or I guess by the time this airs, it will have already happened, If I Can't Have You, which I'm mm-hmm. so pumped for. Um, thank you, Kelly, for doing that. So, yeah, so I have Cry, I have Hear Me, and then the other one I chose was just a nod to Jason Halbert, because I've also just said, I, it's been years since she's performed it, I would love for her to perform What's Up Lonely. And I think that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. It'd be like a nice bop, and like just like, it, it would be like a fun little thing for the show. Um, yeah. And I know Jason would clearly be on board, so those are my <laughs> choices. But it was really difficult to narrow that down, because I easily could have chosen 30 songs. So now now that we're in the third season and she is breaking out some of these classics, do you think that he has tried to get her to do What's Up Lonely? Okay. It seems like they're doing the Kelly classic every other Friday, if I'm not mistaken. That's what the that's what okay. the, the pattern looks like. I mean, he might he might win this. Yeah. Because it's gonna what be a ninety second performance that she has mm-hmm. only has to do once. He might win this. He might get it. <laughs> She might think that it'll get it out of his system exactly. for a few years and he'll stop trying to put it into the tour set list. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Jason, good luck. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the first one I'm thinking of is I Want You. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun to see her do. Uh, the The second one I think would be... I want her to do The Trouble With Love Is, but I would love to see it with a different arrangement. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of arrangement. Um, you know, it would be. I don't know if she could do like a jazzy or even more like a like a something maybe a little more up tempo. Just and maybe you know, look, it's that song is synonymous with the movie Love Actually, which is synonymous with the holidays. Um, so it would be great to do it around the holidays. But again, as we were sort of tipped off by Aben last week. Um, they, he's going to be back for some holiday songs on the Kelly Clarkson show. So it sounds like maybe, you know, if, if this pattern, like you said, Pam holds up, they might be doing some of the songs from when Christmas comes around during the holiday season, rather than Kelly classics from, from previous albums. That's what yeah. I'm anticipating. But there's always January. Um, there's always January, yes, but I, I think it would be very cool to see that. Um, okay, so that's two songs. I need to get a third one in here. I think I'll do something from Breakaway. Um, you know, I would love to see her bring Beautiful Disaster back. Mm, she yes, likes she likes version. playing the song. Yeah, she likes playing the, the song live. Um, I, again, gives her another opportunity to put another spin on it, give a little bit of a different twist with that song. So. That's going to be my choice. I like that. Um, yeah. Let's see. I think the next one I'm going to choose is this is from Anthony. Pick your least favorite song from each album. All right. I will start. Okay. All right. I feel like some of these are not surprises because I feel like I've definitely spoken about this to an extent. So, we're going to start with Thankful. Thankful, my least favorite song, is controversial. A lot of these are controversial, I'm sorry. Is Beautiful Disaster. Um, I think... <sighs> I'm sorry. I think the Thankful version is weak. Her vocals are weak. The Breakaway version is a billion times better. So, when you said the live version, I support you on that. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that, that was incredible. Well, and that also goes back to a point we made earlier when we were saying about, you know, when you go to see Kelly, there is something about seeing her live versus 
you know, just listening to her music. And that even goes for, you know, how she interprets songs and how she performs songs because excellent point. The beautiful disaster live version is superior to the recorded version. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So my next least favorite song from the album, uh, the, the breakaway album, this one was hard because there's not really a song on here. I don't like, um, I chose you found me because it's just the one on the album that I usually skip, but I really do like it. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, my December, if we're getting very technical and we're choosing every single release from that album, I'm going to go with the Bizarro track called Fading. If we're going with the standard version of the album that most people know, I'll go with Judas. Um, I kind of interchange those about which one I like, I dislike more. Um, I just don't like either of those that much. Um Next one from All I Ever Wanted, I'm going to choose If No One Will Listen, which I spoke about to I spoke about thoroughly um, in our breakdown episode a few weeks ago. Um, and then let's see, it's the Stronger album. Unfortunately, I'm going to choose Standing in Front of You. I think I've listened to it like 10 times and that's it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Wrapped in Red, I'm going to choose Baby It's Cold Outside because it is just a creepy song that should just be gone forever i'm sorry kelly's version isn't creepy but like generally speaking it's a very cringe song so um i skipped greatest hits because there's only three extra tracks i'm not bothering with that yeah piece by piece um controversial answer i went with good goes the bye um i just don't like the chorus sorry guys um the Meaning of Life album. This was a very controversial answer. Sorry, I chose Would You Call That Love. I know people love that song. It's some people's mm. favorites. It's not bad. I just, eh, I don't know. I just, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, And from the new album, I haven't really listened to it that much. But I didn't love the last Christmas cover, even though I really wanted to like it. I just, I don't know, something about it. I just, it rubbed me the wrong way. So those are my least favorites from each album. Please do not send me hate mail. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, Jeremy, are you ready to divulge your controversial answers? I am. Okay. So for thankful, I'm going with you thought wrong. Boo! I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I, I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> controversial decision. <laughs> controversial to me with, only. <laughs> to, to Pam only. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Uh, for breakaway, uh, I'm going to go with I Hate Myself for Loving You. Losing You. Get the title right. Losing losing You. See, I don't even care about the song that much. <laughs> You're thinking of Joan. Was it Joan Jett who has that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I work for a classic hit station. We play that song a lot. So, yeah, that's probably why I said that. I hate uh, but yeah, again, you know, okay. breakaway is another one of those albums where, um, you know, there's not a bad song on the album. So it's kind of like, you know, picking the ugliest pretty kid. <laughs> Um, so yeah, (laughs) uh, for my December, I'm going with haunted. That's going to be, uh, and again, this is, this is another album where I kind of go back and forth with songs that I don't like. And haunted is just sort of the one that I've realized lately that I've been skipping, um, for all I ever wanted. This one should come as absolutely (laughs) no surprise. Uh, but I'm sticking to my guns that impossible is, uh, is it, uh, for stronger, I don't care what anybody says. You know, I, I feel like as of lately, this song is getting some sort of like weird underground affinity and like people are going to start liking it for some reason. But I'm staying with my initial choice after the first time I listened to the record. and I'm staying with Einstein. That's fair. It's just it's just not it for me uh, for Wrapped in Red. I'm also going to go with Just for Now. Um, you know, for the longest time, my song was Winter Dreams. And, you know, there was a way that I wanted to pick that song again, just purely for sentimental reasons. Oh. But, <laughs> but I just like there, cause there was just something about it. I was just like, oh God, come on. Like, and I think it was just because she was so in love and like, so just, you know, it's schmaltzy. Cheery. It's cute. It is. It is. And I'm just like, Ugh, gross. Um, but, Every once in a while, I'm just like, okay, it's kind of a bop. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'll stick with uh, just for now on that one. I also agree with you on piece by piece. Good goes the bye. Uh, I go back and forth between that and run, run, run. 
Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, I, I think it was more that, that it's not that I, I don't like Run, Run, Run. I think I was just so disappointed that you had Kelly and John Legend and they didn't come up with a better song. Like, I just thought they could have done better. But sorry, Shane. Uh, Good Goes the Bye is uh, the one that I'm going to go with on this one. Uh, mine might be a little controversial as well on Meaning of Life. I picked Go High. I don't I think, think that's that controversial one, at all, actually. I, I, I just think it, it's a little bit throwaway. Um, I, I think the premise of, you know, basing it, you know, or inspiring it from Michelle Obama's uh, speech, you know, it just kind of and maybe if I wish I didn't know that, maybe then it would be different for me. But there's just something where I'm just like uh, trying too hard on this one. Uh, I know my opinion is going to be very controversial off of when Christmas comes around. Just because right now, I mean, I think a lot of people have, you know, sort of glazed over every song on that album and they're all like, oh, they're all great. They're all excellent songs. But if I absolutely had to pick one that is my least favorite, and if you told me that when I was listening through the album, I had to skip over one song, I would skip over Glow. I'm not, I, I, I'm not surprised. Um, I think it's, again, this might be controversial. I think it kind of goes back to the John Legend comment you made. They're both mm-hmm. good songs, but they for the vo- uh, for the guest vocalist, like they could have been better. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, I still will listen to the song. It's just not my favorite. It is the song on the album that is taking the longest to grow on me. It's getting there, but for right now, it is still just a slow grow. I love their vocals. I I think Chris Stapleton is you know one of the the best. Uh, country artists in on the planet right now just sometimes it just doesn't 100 percent work for me i'm trying i'm really trying with this song uh and i see all the people who are saying that you know it's a vocal virtuoso and it's just you know so good but you know for me i don't know just not feeling a dog <laughs> okay randy jackson <laughs> all right we have a few more all right yeah, next question is from Philip, and he asks three reasons why you love Kelly Clarkson. You star, I don't know. It's that, that's a loaded question. It's <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, I can start on pretty. this. She's uh, pretty. I don't know. She's nice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that was one of the first reasons I noticed her. I was like, oh, this girl's cute. Holy crap, she can sing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, you know, first and foremost, I mean, and I've said this on the podcast before that. Kelly is a once in a generation talent. Um, you know, we we got really spoiled in the 80s where at the beginning of the 80s, we had Whitney Houston. And then the later part of the 80s, we got Mariah Carey. Um, you know, we didn't I, I think that there's nobody even close to Kelly Clarkson. And honestly, I think, you know, if you were going to bring a bring another artist near Kelly and her vocal chops, I mean, Pink could be up there you know pink is is shown that she's an incredibly versatile artist but i just think that you know kelly is still going to hit some notes that pink is never going to hit uh you know you can make you know an argument for ariana grande being you know a very very good singer and she is a very good singer but i also when i hear ariana grande sing i hear her limits and with kelly that girl like does not appear to have a limit like she is full on Katie Heron, the limit does not exist. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, she can go like all over the spectrum when it comes to vocal ability. And it's been a very, very long time since we've had a singer who can do that. And I, I can't understand why the public at large has not understood that. You know, a lot of people like Kelly now because they like her personality. They're seeing her more as a television personality between the voice and the talk show. So they're like, Oh, she's just bubbly and she's funny and she's silly. And she's got a cute Southern accent and all this, uh, which are all, you know, nice attributes to have. But at the end of the day, she is still one of the best singers on the planet. You know, I guess, you know, Kelly is like, you know, one generation back. I think Adele is our new one. Like, you know, Adele is just in another stratosphere when it comes to to vocals. Um, she's for me, she's a little bit of a one trick pony. You know, she's just Adele will sing the hell out of a ballad. Yeah. Um, 
I would love to hear her do some upbeat stuff. It's just kind of not her repertoire. Uh, you know, as of the taping of this, we haven't heard the new record yet, so I don't know what it's going to be. But you know, her like her like upbeat is like rolling in the deep. But we need like more more than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But even then, like she stretches the notes, and it's it's you know it's a ballad with a little bit of tempo. Um. So, but she no arguing that Adele is an incredible singer. But you know, Kelly, I just think from you know. All fully rounded vocal virtuoso, she's it, uh, and she's just so incredible. Uh, her personality is another reason, you know. And I, I sort of touched on it a second ago. You know, her personality is a reason alone to love her. You know, I've lost count of the number of people who say, you know, what you see on TV or what you see in concert is exactly what you get behind the scenes. You know, she is the person you see. You know, again, you know, you you hear about. Mariah Carey, you know, being difficult uh, behind the scenes and Whitney Houston was difficult. And, you know, these, you know, the, the term diva was, you know, given to a lot of these people. And I think Kelly has been able to rise above that and she has not become the diva. And I think that it's one of those reasons that people love her so much is that she just seems like she can be anybody's friend and would treat every person exactly the same. And so that's another reason why you got to love her. Um, A third reason, man, I'm just going to, I'll be superficial and I'll just say she's gorgeous. She's super cute and adorable. And in my eyes, the girl can literally do no wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, I'll be that guy. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. it. Yeah. No, those are all great. Yeah. I'm like, it's, It's funny, like, I'm like, three reasons? I don't know if I have three reasons, but, like, each reason is so in-depth. But, yeah, obviously, like, the vocals, that's what brought most of us in as fans mm-hmm. in the first place was, like, oh, she can sing her butt off. She can sing any genre. She can sing any style. Um, Wait, you weren't brought in by the, the fashion? You weren't brought in by her, little, her sewing ability? It came in a little bit later. <laughs> as we know, I didn't watch Idol when it aired, so it came in a little, right. little bit later. It came in a little bit later. So... Um, yeah, like, you know, the first, I mean, I, you know, I'd heard a moment like this. I heard Miss Independent. I heard Low. Those were the three songs I heard. And like, they were fine. Like, I liked them, but it was, and I knew Breakaway. It wasn't until I heard Since You've Been Gone that I just was so brought in. I'm like, whoa, those vocals. And then you heard Hazel Eyes. I'm like, oh my God, those vocals. And I don't remember, I think it might have been the, I don't remember if it was the Dave Grohl episode when he was on the Kelly Clarkson show or, I'm just making this up. I don't remember where I heard this recently, but I feel like I heard someone say recently that like if you're exposed to music at a, like a very certain uh, point in your life, like between ages of like 10 and 13 or 14, like and you continue with it, that it that it it really stays with you. So I feel like for me, I discovered her really loving her music when I was like 11 and I just continued to like dive into her music. And obviously, God, I'm old. I'm still here, almost thirty. <laughs> I'm still here. Um, that so yeah, like, and I guess number two going off of that is not only her music, but she has allowed me to really fall in love with music as a whole. Because like, I yeah, I was a fan of music. I really liked it, as do a lot of people. Be being a fan of hers, not only um, not only her covering a lot of different artists. That exposed me to a ton of different genres, but also, and she continues to do that today. But also, again, at that very young age, I think I may have mentioned this in like one of her very first episodes that when I was really young and I really, this was pre YouTube and I wanted to hear her stuff on the radio, I would just go back for hours and like scroll on my little like boombox to like different stations to see if they would play Kelly. And I would, was exposed to like different like R&B stuff. I was exposed to like the classic rock. I obviously didn't know it was a classic rock station. They're clearly not going to be playing since you've been gone. Whatever. You're alt rock. You're um, adult contemporary. So I was just like a sponge at that age, just getting all this new music in. So I just, I thank her for that, for allowing me to fall in love with music and from different decades and genres. That's still a thing today. Um, Mm -hmm. But I definitely would not have done that if it weren't for her. Um, I guess that's two reasons. And the third reason is her personality. Um, I discovered her at a very young age. She's been a great role model for me throughout the years, continues to be. And um, yeah, it's great that she's just a real human. You know, she does a lot of great things. She also messes up 
as we all do. And I think that's great to have someone who is really real and we can just see that and, you know, not someone who's super, um, superficial. Um, mm-hmm. so those are my reasons. I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could keep going, but I don't know how much more I can like elaborate. She's just the best. Yeah. We love her. Yay. Yeah. Good question. Um, so I think we have one more. Um, yep. all right. So this one comes from Lisa. This is a very difficult question. So you meet someone who has never heard of Kelly before after you've asked them if they've been living under a rock for the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> what five songs would you get them to listen to to sum up her career and give them the best understanding of who she is as an artist? So I feel like for this, when I was thinking of this answer, I, there were a couple factors. It wasn't just like the most successful songs. I wanted to pick some that were definitely really well known because like, I think it's important to know why Kelly is famous and like there mm-hmm. are certain songs that have made her really famous, but also songs that um, show different points of her career and um, different ability, like different genres she can sing, different styles she can sing. So there was a lot of different answers here. I, I made this list really quickly. It might change in a couple hours, but I'm just going to go with what I have right now um, in no particular order, just when they came to head. I did pick Since You've Been Gone first because I still do think that it's um, one of her best songs, um, or at least her best I mean, it's her signature song. It's, it's, it's one it's of her, her signature. Sing- signature songs, and just, it is fun. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care who you are or what you listen to. Like, I've seen famous, like, you know, hardcore rock guys who are like, yeah, Since You've Been Gone is a banger. And I'm like, it is. Like, it's just a good song, mm-hmm. no matter what mood you're in. You're like, I can get on board with this. And, like, it might not be, like the best vocal but it's a great vocal like she wails on that and she sounds incredible so like good luck to anyone else trying to cover that in kelly's like (laughs) in the in the in the key kelly sings it like good luck um and i think also going on that is stronger stronger is another song that um same vibe very popular song very um it's a great vocal and it's also inspiring so it does showcase that kelly even though i don't think she wrote on that song correct me if i'm wrong but the fact that she does a lot of like powerful, powerful anthems. I think that's one big part of Kelly's career that someone who isn't aware of her, they should, they should know. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I chose was um, sober because it's a ballad, but it builds. She did write it. So it showcases her songwriting ability and, um, it showcases a vocal range. It starts off very a lot slower, and then it, she's hits all these crazy notes at the end. So that's another example. Um, I chose "Meaning of Life." I don't know why I chose this one, but I think it shows the more mature side of her. Um, it's still a very powerful vocal, but it's definitely a little bit more. Um, I guess a little more R and B ish. I use that very loosely. Um, but it's mm-hmm. obviously not like a you know pop rock anthem. So I thought it showed a little bit more of the R and B side she was going for on the album. But I chose the the t- title track. Um, it's mature lyrics. I know I don't think she wrote on it, but I and I think the vocals and the production are fantastic on it. The last one I chose was "Underneath the Tree." It's so much fun. Let's also just classify Kelly as a Christmas queen. So let's choose one of her best if not the best christmas song that she has out at the moment um so yes my list is since you've been gone stronger sober meaning a life and underneath the tree that might change soon but you know what i think sometimes your first instincts are correct so that's what i'm going with yeah excellent i actually had two of your five on my list and i was actually surprised that uh, you also had underneath the tree because that was on my list as well i i, I think that it's an ex- excellent example of a Christmas song done right, especially an original Christmas song done right. Um, I also had Since You've Been Gone on there because, again, like we said, it's her signature song. You know, it's the song that any – I mean, anybody who is introducing a new artist to somebody, you should automatically play them their biggest hit because there's a reason why that's their biggest hit. And it's because it brought a lot of people into loving that artist. And I know that Since You've Been Gone is a song that even though it was on her second album – 
it introduced a lot of people to Kelly Clarkson, you know, in the mainstream. Including myself, and so, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, since you've been gone and underneath the tree, we're both on my list as well. I also put Because of You on this list. I liked that song uh, both for vocal performance and for her writing uh, to show that, you know, she can be that sort of deep, vulnerable writer. Um, and, you know, again, I would say that Because of You is in the running to be considered a signature song. Uh, artists can have more than one, but uh, it's up there, and especially considering its international success. Uh, the last two songs I actually picked are covers. Uh, these are you know, not necessarily. I think oh, so. Damn. Just said, you know, what five songs would you get them to listen to? Didn't say oh, you know, right. it couldn't be covers. Uh, because for these, I went with vocal performance. And the first one I picked was her performance that she did for the Pope of Ave Maria. Ooh. If you go and you listen to this, I mean, Ave Maria is in and of itself a beautiful song, but it is a very difficult song to sing and sing well. And hers will give you, you know, the neck or the hair on the back of your neck will stand up when you hear her cover of this song. It is just so incredibly good. So, you know, if I want to showcase, you know, Kelly Clarkson, the vocalist, I'm giving you Ave Maria to uh, to hear. And then the other one I had is... I put down her performance of stuff like that there from Idol. I just, I absolutely love the big band of it all. Um, you know, it was a Betty Hutton song from the 1940s. Uh, I would actually love to see her do this on the talk show again uh, because I just think it'd be a nice, first of all, a nice little wink and callback to the Idol days, but also it's just a good song. It actually got me to seek out the song on iTunes um, when I was able to finally find it there. And so I would love, I, it's a great performance that she did. Um, and I, I always think of that song whenever I think of great vocal performances uh, and especially for how young she still was and able to, to mold into that genre was, was pretty impressive. And I, I really kind of think that the stuff like that, their night was the night she won American Idol. I I think that even though yeah controversial opinion no it's not it's just uh, that like gave me chills a little bit yeah yeah and you know there were still four or five other contestants at that point but that was the night she won uh, you know that was the night that she stood out among everybody else everybody else just did good she did great um, and so that song will always hold a special place uh, in my mind uh, when it comes to Kelly. So again, my list, since you've been gone underneath the tree because of you, Ave Maria and stuff like that there. Well, now I wish I did live performances. Damn. What would I have chosen? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the opportunity <sighs> here to on pick spot, one or two. I'm going to come up with just whatever comes to mind first. Um, I mean, I think you chose really good picks because it really showcases it's like one spectrum. I, I, I bet i could pick i bet i could pick one for you yeah, up but, to the mountain see i wasn't even thinking that but i think that would be a really good one um, yeah and i and really either performance you know you could pick her performance from the talk show or you could do the idol gives back performance gives both back. of them were good I was idol because that's the one that I always, I always forget she did it on the on the, the talk show um mm -hmm. home by mark broussard i think is just a great showcase of her like real soul way more than meaning yeah. life did um oh man i don't know what else that was that was rough not rough i don't know why i'm saying rough i'm tired um <laughs> but no that was really good of you to pick uh, you know i i didn't read the question you know i i read it too literal but that was a great yeah. question though um i want to come back to that at some point when I have, you know, maybe for our next mailbag in three or four months, <laughs> I want to come back to that and just not look at my previous answers and see mm -hmm. if I can come up with a completely different list. Yeah. Because that's when I think that can keep changing. Right. Uh, we would love to hear what your thoughts are on that or any of the questions that we had in today's mailbag. You can hit us up on social media everywhere. We are at Miss Into Podcast. Uh, again, uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Abe and Eubanks, go back and listen to that. Um, I've listened to it a couple of times and just I love Aben so much. And so I wanted to make sure yeah. I shouted out that episode again because it was such a, a fun episode. And thank you to everybody who gave us all the great comments uh, on the episode. It was so fun to have him on there. And he's just a genuinely nice guy. And uh, we've continued to he's continued to reach out after the show. And so we're we're hoping, you know, down the road again, we'll be able to have him back on the show. And 
Uh, obviously, you know, uh, it'll probably slow down a little bit when it comes to interviews because we're getting core, uh, a little closer to the holidays. Uh, so, you know, folks are going to be a little more uh, unavailable uh, to talk on the show. So we're definitely effort- efforting uh, more people from uh, Kelly's camp and Kelly herself uh, for 2022 and looking forward to to all the other people that we have yet to still talk to. Yeah. And uh, are there any topics you want us to cover between now and the end of the year? Yeah. Let us know because as we, as Jeremy said, the interview stuff is probably going to be slowing down a bit just because Thanksgiving and Christmas and all Hanukkah and all that stuff's coming up soon. So you're going to be hearing a lot just from the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear us talk about anything, uh, you know where, where to find us. Give us some suggestions. We're always open to that. And uh, yeah, until next week. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 